This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up, Joe. Sister. Wow. How you doing? I'm doing pretty great. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's been a while. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me in your basement. Yeah. So this is the one quiet room in the house. It's <laughs> our basement, and it's not a nice finished basement for everyone listening. It's just a unfinished basement, and we're currently in the workout area. So we're kind of recording in the middle of my squat rack right now. Yeah, so. actually, literally. I feel like we should do an episode on fitness and exercise. Maybe not right now, but maybe I just feel... Oh, I could bore your audience half to death with <laughs> all of my fitness musings. <laughs> so if that's something that they are clamoring for, then you know I certainly can okay, in the can Catholic give it a shot. radio segment, if there's a niche for some powerlifting... Yeah, I'm sure. Coupled I'm, I'm with, sure there's some people out there. I don't know. Meditative. Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. It's hard to power lift and meditate. I mean. I think there's people that do it. There's a couple people at Ward on Fire that lift. What? I think Father Gunro is his name. I, I know. I think I he lifts. Know. And one of the other guys that works for Father yeah. Baron. Random. Or Bishop Baron. Random lifts. stuff. I yeah. did not know. Thank so you. So it's a thing. Yeah, I'm kind of half remembering information <laughs> okay. and names. Okay, we'll do a fact check. That's a thing. We'll do a fact check. And, yeah, uh, get back have to you. Have your computer guy. Yeah, send it to my guy. Fact check. Send it to my guy. All of my statements. So. so also, as is customary, is to have some yep. coffee brewed got, by uh, Joe. If yeah, you wanna... my special espresso latte brew. So I, I don't know what you call it, but you know, I made this. You should name it because I've never I made had espresso, it before. And it's not really a latte because I didn't steam the milk or anything. It's just vanilla oat milk creamer because okay. my wife is lactose intolerant. So we have oat Perfect. milk creamer and cream and sugar. Good amount of sweetness. That's about it. Maybe by the end of the uh, episode, we'll have a name for it because I mean, yeah. it's different. It's quite sweet. I didn't really taste test it before I made it. Thanks. Yeah, it's a little sweet. Not too bad. Normally in the morning, I'll do a uh, just a pour over, just wow. black coffee. But in the afternoon, I like doing the, the espresso with yeah. a little bit of sugar in it. Gets me woken up for the rest of the day. To stay awake for all of the kids. Yes, which I kind of need. Yeah. So yeah, I have Do a good job. three kids now. One of them is a baby, two months old. So the sleep is not optimal. So this kind of helps push through the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it hanging on. Yeah, it does. Yeah, one of the well, one of the reasons I thought of talking to you because one, you're my bro. Mm-hmm. Two, pretty cool, you know, and you're stay at home dad. Yeah, you're a pretty good dad. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're discussing at lunch. We just had lunch, and we we're like, you know, kids aren't screaming; they're being fed. Mm-hmm. They're pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, although. Caroline was screaming while you were down here recording your podcast with Corey. That's true. So I don't know when that gets released, but if you hear a <laughs> child screaming in the background, they are not in danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are not starving. So they a power are not trip. <laughs> terrified of anything. An adult is with them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was very upset about 
the location in which she put her socks on oh. was very important to her. Oh, so, okay. You wow. know, she was being very loud and she was trying to put them on and it wasn't working out for her. And she was by the basement door, oh. which were in the basement. So <laughs> I was trying to coerce her to the back door mm-hmm. where we were headed to go outside and she did not want to go. And so that ended in a just screaming and yeah. you know, a timeout. So meltdown. But if you hear that on Corey's podcast, okay. that's the background for you. Gotcha. So we won't yeah. know any comments or anything. Yeah. So stay at home, dad. Yes. Do you prefer another title? Okay. No, that's I mean, going to go down a rabbit that's hole. That's technically what I do. So <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I don't know if there's any other terms out there, but stay at home, dad's fine. Okay. Yeah. So Corey is six. So like when mm-hmm. Corey was coming along and you and Felicia were talking about how life was going to look like with kids and everything, what were your initial thoughts about like taking care of your kids, bringing them up? Well, I kind of assumed that I'd be taking on that responsibility. So for those that don't know, yeah, my wife, she's in accounting and you know she has a very good job and a good career. So... I went to school for theology and for any of you theology majors out there, you know that that's not a highly lucrative career. So, you know, I knew that that probably wouldn't be, I wouldn't be supporting the whole family Mm -hmm. with that kind of job. So her job was just, you know, got more and more demanding and we didn't really want someone else raising our kids. We wanted to do it ourselves. So it just made sense Mm -hmm. for me to be the one to step up and take care of that. When we had Corey, I was still working for, we were living in Connecticut. We live in Syracuse now. And I was working for church that we were going to for the religious ed program there. And yeah, for the first six months, I just kind of brought him to work Mm -hmm. with me. And as many parents know who have gone through the last year of like trying to work and homeschool your kids at the same time or something, you know, it doesn't always work out as well as you'd hoped it would. So. You know, I made do, you know, the first six months. And and then when we decided to move back to Syracuse to be closer to family, just decided, and we were going to want more kids too. So just decided that it would be better if, mm-hmm. you know, I was just home to take care of the kids and yeah. kind of take care of the cleaning mm-hmm. and all of the cooking and everything. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I didn't have to, you know, juggle all that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. So. You know, so now when she comes home, we can have a little bit more quality time together. Yeah. And on the weekends too. So, was there anything like unexpected when you like transitioned to that or like, yeah, being home with the kids all the time? I guess as a, a guy, I guess it's kind of easy to get like in your own head about, you know, as a guy, you feel like you should be the one bringing yeah. home money and, working and everything and when I wasn't doing that or at first I kind of like would maybe feel a little down on myself mm. for that so just kind of dealing with that initially maybe took a little time to get used to but after I like realized that like this is something that we both decided was best for our family and this is really kind of what our family needed so after just thinking through all that kind of stuff and it was fine after that, you know, mm-hmm. because I know that this is kind of 
what our family needs mm-hmm. and doing the responsible thing by kind of feeling the void that's there mm-hmm. you know my wife was already taking care of the making the money for our family so it didn't make sense for me to go and try to do that when there was this huge void at home yeah that kind of needed taken care of so it's almost trying to like prove something as if like you needed to it wasn't so much like i never really had an issue with it and felicia never had an issue with it but when you initially tell people what you're doing it's not what people expect so people might like kind of question yeah you know you're a guy why are you staying at home with the kids and so, you know, initially I would let some of that stuff get to me. And I've just learned over time that, like, no one else deserves to have an opinion about yeah. our lives and what's best for our family. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's working for us, then, and we feel that that's what's best for mm-hmm. our children and our marriage, then that's really all that matters. Yeah. And no one that's close to us has ever said anything. Mm-hmm. So just learning to, like, ignore the opinions of people that don't matter to our lives, you know. But, you know, that takes some time. And getting older, I think, has a lot to do with that, with most people. You know, when you're younger in your 20s, you're a lot more concerned with what other people who you Mm -hmm. don't know think than you are when you get older. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's not as if it's a completely uneventful boring easy kind of life (laughs) so no especially not now (laughs) with uh when it was just one kid with our first son Corey, there was a lot more downtime you know he would actually nap during the day and stuff but now with three of them even with before my last son jacob before he was born a couple months ago our daughter caroline you know she would keep me busy pretty much all day you know not all kids are like that, but that's that's kind of how she was. So I didn't really have much downtime <laughs> between keeping her entertained yeah. and, you know, keeping up with all of the housework and meals and everything that mm-hmm. needed to happen. What were some of the, like, unexpected, or I guess they don't necessarily have to be unexpected, but, like, blessings? Like, yeah, you're in a position where most dads maybe aren't, that they get to spend this really formative time with their kids. Like, what is that kind of meant to you that's something i've tried to try to remind myself of too you know it's easy to take those things for granted you know when you're with your kids all day every day mm. it's easy to kind of take that time for granted and i try to remember you know anytime i get frustrated with that i think like well would i rather be mm. you know sitting at a desk right now like mm. i'm sure my wife would love to have the amount of time that I have with yeah. the kids. And, um, you know, a lot of people would love to have that opportunity. So it's definitely something I remind myself of often. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple years ago when, or I guess three years ago now, when our daughter Caroline was born, I did get a part-time job for a, a little bit. And it was just like two days a week. You know, it was fun at first just to do something different and get out of the house mm-hmm. and, you know, but after a while, I started thinking like, yeah, this is not really better than yeah. <laughs> being home with the kids. You know, I didn't really feel like I was doing something more meaningful with mm-hmm. my time. So, yeah, I just try to remember that like, you know, this is really what my family needs and what my kids need. And this is best for them. And 
you know, I've been able to be there to teach them a lot of their kind of first things that I know like a lot of dads don't get to do. And now that Corey is in school, he'll come off the bus with, you know, sometimes he'll have something he's really excited about. And sometimes there'll be something that happened that really upset him. And I get to be there to like talk through whatever the situation is with Mm -hmm. him. And I can see that, uh, you know, after talking through something with him that really bothered him, I can tell that really meant a lot to him. And if I wasn't home, then, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Not putting down daycare or anything because lots of people are in the position to need to do that or that Mm -hmm. works best for them. But if it was, you know, a person at daycare or something, they probably wouldn't have had the same conversation that I was able to have with him, you know, if that's where he was going. Mm -hmm. So definitely very thankful to be there with my kids during those times. Yeah. You know, what would you maybe say to somebody who like, I like your rule of thumb of like the best thing for our family. Like you're making decisions based on. Mm hmm you all as a family unit. And I mean, some arguments that I hear sometimes are like, yeah, maybe like a strict kind of narrow reading of scripture saying like, yeah, that the man ought to be all these things or mm-hmm. something. What might you like well, yeah, first, tell somebody that's... First, I would say that like, this is by no means an ideal situation for most people. Any like husbands and wives out there that like, are thinking of having kids, I wouldn't automatically suggest like, hey, <laughs> you new dad, you should definitely yeah. stay home with your kids. I don't think it suits a lot of guys or people's personality mm. to stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, that might not make you happy yeah. doing that. And that'll have a downstream impact on your family if you're doing something that that's true. You know, doesn't really suit you. And also, you know, the dynamic of myself and my wife it works for us it's a very Mm -hmm. singular situation yeah and i think if you find yourself in the situation where like if you're a guy and you're like you don't have the higher paying job and you're happy being home taking care of all of that stuff at home and with the kids and your wife is making quite a bit more than you and she's like a career driven mm-hmm. type of person if that's your dynamic then like i think a lot of guys should uh maybe consider that mm-hmm. you know consider staying home with the kids could be a good option mm-hmm. for you you know and it would definitely take a lot of uh stress off of your spouse who yeah. maybe has a demanding career and then if you both of you are also working she comes home and also has to take on half the housework and half the the child rearing and everything Mm -hmm. after a really long stressful day at work you know if that's not your situation then i don't see that it's a situation that would fit most people Mm -hmm. you know there's always i think there's a lot of exceptions to every way of taking care of your family Mm -hmm. you know and our family is kind of different in that way and that's that's okay yeah it is okay kids are happy and like i remember you saying like earlier one of our other like conversations when I was home that like you were very aware like Corey's I forget if he was turning like four to five or five years old and like he's gonna have memories pretty soon you know like pretty substantial like mm-hmm. this is when he's like starts remembering key moments in his life you know and like how that was like affecting you and you're like being conscious of how 
how you parent and how you, what kind of father you want to be. Do you find it, yeah, that you put thought into that or you, it just kind of like happened or certain things you're kind of conscious of, of how, yeah, maybe your natural tendency, but then like being conscious of how to parent and wanted to be a certain way or wanted to. Um, I've definitely you know. become more conscious of it as I've been doing the, you know, fatherhood thing longer. I think initially as a new parent, you're just kind of trying to survive. And then you have an idea before you have kids, at least I did, and my wife did, that like your kid is the sum total of your parenting skills. <laughs> and if you're a good parent, they kind of turn out a certain way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of eventually realize, especially if you've had a couple kids, that like that's really not the case. And <laughs> they all turn out a little different. And yeah. uh, so I could tell like around, you know, by the time Corey was like, you know, between one and two, I could tell he was a lot more like me, a lot more introverted, kind of shy. And that's how I was when I was a kid. So I would try to like force him into social situations mm -hmm. or things like because I, I didn't want him to have those kinds of difficulties and everything. So. Over time, I've realized like it's not really you can't really just change your kid's temperament. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it'll be a certain way and you kind of have to work with whatever their natural temperament is to kind of help them develop their own strengths. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I've tried to get better at. I have to kind of parent each kid differently. And, you know, with Corey, I've definitely had to like look back at how I was when I was a kid and you know, what I think would have worked for me when mm -hmm. I was his age, you know, mm -hmm. which you'd think would be easy if he has like the same personality as me that you would know like what would work. But yeah. sometimes it's even harder if someone, mm. if you see the same things in your kid that you went through because you know, you're not really dealing with them as objectively as, yeah. you know, you really should as a parent, you know. I think I'd get a lot more frustrated than I should have early on with Corey because I would see things that he would struggle with and mm -hmm. then I would get like just really frustrated because you know I didn't want him to struggle with those things because mm -hmm. I knew how difficult that would be for him. Whereas my wife she didn't struggle with any of that stuff so she had a much easier time being just accepting that you know that's how he was and she could mm -hmm. just you know be there to comfort him a little bit a little bit more mm -hmm. whereas you know i initially just wanted to like change things <laughs> a little bit more initially yeah. you know eventually i realized that like that's not something you can just do and i'm not perfect now but i think yeah. i've tried to find ways of pushing him in the right direction that he needs to go to like you know develop mm -hmm. skills that i think he needs while also respecting like his natural tendencies and temperament mm -hmm. you know so it's a hard thing to do i think for every parent to learn how to parent your kids differently but it's yeah. definitely that's what they need so i've to the best of my ability i've tried to get better at doing yeah. that and yeah like who could fault you for like wanting like it's coming from a place of like wanting to like save him from pain that you know well or something like it's not well yeah yeah you know yeah it's especially for young boys i know how cruel 
other boys can be once you get to a certain mm-hmm. age. So like kind of wanted him to push him to be not the social outcast, you know, <laughs> by the time he gets to that age where he's had to deal with it. And you know what? Now he's six years old and he has a good group of friends mm-hmm. and, you know, friends that he really likes hanging out with. And, you know, he's still more shy and more introverted and he's not like the super loud outgoing kid but that's okay he's learned how to make friends and so i don't i don't really worry about that as much with him now Mm -hmm. joe thanks so much yeah you're welcome appreciate it you know i appreciate being able to like come home visit you and the kids yeah appreciate you having having you here so they love uh spending time with you color we run Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) okay well you know thanks for recording with me yeah you're welcome anytime okay i hope you like religious life as much as i do if you have any questions comments or prayer requests contact us at our website ssfpa.org he leads i follow This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.